Guys, it is the second week of December. Can you believe it? Oh my goodness. Did you guys love Thanksgiving? If you're in the States, I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, As I record this episode right now, I haven't had Thanksgiving. It's the week of Thanksgiving. I'm very much looking forward to it, although I am very sad to say that all of my Thanksgiving plans got changed. I'm very happy to say, though, that I do have some friends that I've been quarantining with, and we are going to be um, having a safe, no new family members, no (laughs) extra exposure thing. Thanksgiving, and I'm so, so grateful to be having a little bit of community this holiday season. And that is why I'm going to be creating this episode today. The holiday seasons can be so stressful, and this year is no different. In fact, maybe a little bit more so. There's, um, you know, even thinking about how Black Friday, don't know if you guys did Black Friday. What is Black Friday going to be this year? I don't know. You guys probably will by the time that you're listening to this episode, but I don't know. Who's going to show up? Are people going to be in person? Is it safe? I don't know. So that is why we're having today's episode. It is all about stress reduction. I'm going to be taking taking you through part of my framework for helping women get healthy. And stress is part of it. I hope that you so enjoy today's episode. It's just 10 ideas of ways that you can reduce stress this holiday season. 10 ideas pre-brainstormed with lots of application points. And I hope that today after listening, you pick at least one to implement, maybe a few more, and find that your holidays are just a little bit less stressful. Welcome to the Better Belly Podcast, where we find freedom from food restrictions, we increase energy in our lives, and we begin to feel healthy and vibrant again by finding the root cause of our gut health problems. My name's Allison Jordan, marathon runner, functional medicine practitioner, certified craniosacral therapist, gut health nerd, lover of Jesus, and owner of the Better Belly Therapies, a clinic based in Ann Arbor, Michigan that works with both virtual and local clients to help them achieve the best health of their life. I am here to walk with you on your journey to a better belly and a better life. We're going to go beyond popping a probiotic and checking out our poop. In this show, we are going to go deep into gut transformation strategies that last for life. If you're ready to feel your best, get ready to roll. You are in the right place. Thank you for listening to the Better Belly Podcast. Just a reminder, this information is not meant to diagnose, manage, or treat disease. Always consult with your own health practitioner before you make changes. To start off, I want to talk about the fact that there are three kinds of stress, not just psychological. That is the one that we always expect to hear about the I'm stressed, I'm anxious, I'm worried, I'm angry, I'm annoyed, I'm frustrated. Those are the types of stress. When I say stress, though, I also mean physical stress and biochemical stress. What do I mean by that? So physical stress can be not exercising, eating poorly, having repetitive motions that you're doing that is maybe causing muscles to tighten up or joints to ache, getting in car accidents. I was writing this down while I was thinking falling while ice skating. Don't know how much ice skating y'all are doing these days, but that's a physical stress. Um, Or being more sedentary. It's cold outside, so we're staying inside more. Um, At least it's cold where I'm at. (laughs) Maybe you're watching more movies. 
you're reading, you're just, you know, not going as many places. And that can also be a physical stress on our body, resulting in pain, resulting in um, aches, resulting in our own body, not moving our lymphatic system the way we need to. So we're not detoxing as well. Um, All these different things that will add up to us, maybe getting headaches or feeling really low energy or feeling extra grumpy. Um, Maybe our belly's hurting more because we're constipated because our muscles and our hips aren't moving as much. And that can sometimes help us with going to the bathroom. So physical stress is a very real thing that we'll be talking about today. And then the other one was, uh, if you caught the word biochemical stress, biochemical stress, and that's a type of stress of being sick, having a parasite in your gut or a bacteria, a yeast overgrowth. You might notice um, a pathogen or pathogenic stress as having a UTI infection or having dandruff, having an increase of acne or rashes or eczema, Um, anything on the skin for sure is going to be telling you that your body is biochemically stressed. There's something going on internally it can't handle. Um, Your sleep being thrown off, that could be a hormone being thrown off. If you notice that your period comes sooner or later or is stronger or is more painful um, or is weaker or your PMS symptoms are worse, that can be hormonal stress saying you biochemically on the inside of your body are stressed out. And again, that's not because of psychological stress. That is um, something going on inside of your body that is making it not have what it needs. (laughs) You know, if you don't have sleep that you need, if you don't have the food that you need, if you don't have that, you can get cranky and so does your body. Um, If you're nutrient deficient, if you have leaky gut, if you're struggling with constipation, all these things are going to be causing biochemical stress. And then lastly, I do want to brush over psychological stress because it's not just like I feel stress. To kind of break it down, especially during the holidays, some of the most common kinds of stress we're going to be coming across is relational stress. Maybe people you haven't seen in a while, people you love, um, but people who are harder to engage with. This could be family members, friends, neighbors, um, people that are different than you. They have different political views, different faith views. Maybe they're more aggressive than you. Other things that can be really stressful during the, especially during the holiday season, it's going to be boundaries. It's so hard to say no in general. And yet now it's the holiday season. So people expect you to be places. They expect you to participate in every event. They expect you to be XYZ and not saying no and not having healthy boundaries is also psychologically stressful. Overbooking our time, which is usually a not saying no problem, having just internal expectations. I should be doing that. I ought to be doing that, whether that's getting more groceries or cleaning the house or um, doing all the dishes yourself. That That is another form of psychological stress. And another really common form of stress during the holiday season is financial financial stress, the cost of holiday meals, the cost of gifts, feeling that we need to buy maybe a gift for everybody or buy a certain quality of gift. Just the financial stressors that come from that can also be really high. On top of that, it is COVID season and some people's incomes may have changed during this time. So for today, I really want you guys to know that the 10 things that I have chosen to talk about and encourage y'all to consider and remember, maybe incorporate one or a few of them uh, into your life to help you reduce stress is 
they're all related to what I just talked about. We don't want to just sit around and sing kumbaya, realizing that there can be some real reasons that we're feeling stressed. It might be that we're having hard saying no. It might be that we've overspent on our budget, all these different things. So without further ado, are you guys ready? 10 ways you can de-stress during the holidays. Number one, and probably the top one that I would say I would encourage you to do is take a walk outside. It is so helpful. The outdoors, even if it's cold, actually, especially if it's cold, you people up in the north, us people, I'm here too. It is amazing what you can do when you take a walk outside and it's cold. Um, The cold weather actually helps our blood vessels to constrict. That can help our blood flow, not for like a really long period of time that definitely decreases the blood flow. You're even familiar with uh, taking a shower and alternating hot to cold, hot to cold, hot to cold. That change in temperature can be really good for getting your blood flowing. So when you're taking a walk outside and it's cold outside double points if it's cold outside. Your body is warming up from the motion of your muscles, but then it's cold outside. So you're getting this double like heat on the inside, cold on the outside, and you're really getting some good blood flowing. There's benefits to blood flow, organ health, your brain health. You're going to come back. If you ever have taken a walk outside, especially when it's cold or maybe a run, if you're ambitious um, and you feel clear headed, you have better blood flow in your brain. You have better circulation. You had better detoxification. It is so, so helpful. And then also the outdoors, they're not the indoors. It's very different than a treadmill walk, which, you know, given the option between no walking and versus a treadmill walk, I would choose the treadmill walk. But really an outdoor walk, it's getting us in nature. It's getting us in a different different air quality, different, um, even though most of the plants are, especially if you're in the north, I will continue to say, eh, they might be a little bit more dead. They are still producing fresher air for us. So number one, take a walk outside. I'm giving myself that as a challenge. I definitely don't walk as much. Um, I'm a bit more of a runner, but I have two runs planned for the week of Thanksgiving right now. I'm sure I'll be making more plans to run. I grabbed a friend. Actually, it's a girl that I, who's, what is she? 13 or 14. Um, And I've just been meeting with her regularly to encourage her and pour into her life. And she loves to run. And so I grabbed her and well, I actually grabbed her mom and I said, Hey, can I take her running? So um, grab a friend, go for a walk, go for a walk alone, listen to a podcast, maybe listen to this podcast. Um, We will definitely be having a new episode coming out on Thanksgiving day. So keep an eye out. But Actually, it's past Thanksgiving. Oh, gosh. We're going to have one coming out the day before Christmas. I believe that's a Thursday. So we'll be active throughout the whole year. Listen to our podcast. (laughs) Number two, say no to something. A note on this, there's no need to be aggressive. Maybe sit down if you're listening to this podcast right now or pause it, whatever you need to do. um, Pull out a sheet of paper, pull out your calendar and look at all the things that you have planned to do. Maybe there's something you don't want to do. Maybe there's something you feel like that day is really overbooked. Maybe there's something you internally feel you ought to do, like clean the house again or organize something so it looks more presentable. Allow yourself to say no to something. We are all human. And honestly, (laughs) I cannot tell how many times I've heard someone else say, and I know I've said it a few times to other people, when I come into their house and it's not perfect, and I'm like, oh, you're not perfect just like me. I feel encouraged. So maybe you'll be the encouragement to someone if you're coming over and not everything's perfect in your house. So say no to yourself for the need to have everything perfect. Say no maybe to a 
certain event or time you're going to spend doing something, um, take a nap, go for a walk, read a book, say no, rest. So good. All right. Number three, set up time for yourself. So I was talking to a friend this week, actually yesterday, and she's a business owner and she was very proud and I'm very proud of her that she has herself taking time off after December 22nd to the end of the year. But the interesting thing was while she was really proud of herself for having managed this and planned it out and um, something she hadn't done in her business before, she was still really stressed and I couldn't quite figure it out. So what I asked, I said, hey, have you have you carved out some time just for yourself during those days off from work? To which she answered, oh, no, I took off from work, but I basically threw it all in like kind of promised it all to my family. So what I asked her was, can you ask your husband or your mother or your neighbor or a friend with kids if they could watch your kids for a chunk of time so you can be alone? I challenged her to be alone for four hours. If you are single or not married, this is probably more than easy. I know I don't have kids right now, um, although I am married, and four hours is definitely doable during the holiday times. But especially if you have kids, this makes it even more important that you do get some time alone. She was telling me how she really felt disconnected from who she was and her her likes and dislikes. She couldn't even think of what she would do in her free time. And I was like, hey, that's a really good time to then sit down and journal and remember and refresh and maybe do some other things. If you're in that space and you're like, I don't even know what I would do with those four hours, Allison, that that sounds so selfish of me, or I don't know how I would manage it, or um, just get over those, those, uh, those are mindset blockers. You are allowed to have four hours to yourself. You are a human being with unique needs and uh, an individual brain. Maybe do some of the things we talk about in our next few steps, which is part of why I put this early on in our things uh, to yourself, but you could go for a walk alone, do some of the things we're about to talk about, but definitely going to encourage you guys, set up some time for yourself. It can be so easy to give it away so quickly to family, to anyone who asks, but we don't have to give everything away. We can be generous and still keep some things to ourselves like time. All right. So number four, engage your senses. So We know that engaging our senses in positive things is extremely therapeutic to our minds and our bodies. It helps us decrease cortisol, our stress hormone. It helps us increase our happy hormones, such as dopamine and serotonin. Um, And so when we engage our senses, you want to think about your five senses, which is touch, taste, smell, uh, guys, I'm blinking on what I don't have them written down here. I, I touch, taste, smell, uh, we're going to keep moving on. I have stuff here written down. You have nice smelling candles or essential oils. So that's smell, uh, maybe bake something if you want to a hot bath that is touch fuzzy socks and slippers. Also touch related music hearing. I think I missed that one just now. Music or the sound of a, I have done this in the past. I also have friends who did this a lot. They loved it. They would actually go on YouTube and get a fake fire. Um, there is a like three, maybe more hour YouTube video where 
It's just the sound of a fake crackling fire. It's actually quite wonderful. I have done it on my TV and that like shows you this big fire. And then I have actually taken a heater and thrown it in front of me because yeah, guys, I don't have a real fire. If you do have a real fire, start up your real fire, get that going. It smells great. It looks great. It sounds great. It feels great. It touches so many of our senses. The only thing you can't really do is taste it, which is why you can do something like hot chocolate chocolate. I love making a dairy-free, sugar-free one, um, mainly because it just helps me not like peak in my blood sugar super crazy. I use almond milk, Hershey special dark cocoa powder, because I love dark chocolate. Dark cocoa powder is amazing. And I use two packets of monk fruit, stevia, little packets, and salt, because y'all, salt really helps with flavor all the time. So it's basically uh, dark chocolate sea salt, hot chocolate. It's amazing. Dim your lighting. You can get a book, a puzzle, a movie, call a friend, do whatever you want while you are engaging your senses. Sit there and meditate, journal, catch up on your thought life, whatever you need to do. Um, But here's the interesting thing. If you are listening to this, I want you to know, I personally have had a hard time with engaging my senses. I'm kind of like a go, go, go person. I'm an Enneagram one. I'm more about productivity. And so taking the time to just like, oh, light a candle and like grab a blanket and put on fuzzy socks. It just, I didn't take the time to do it, but I did have a roommate who did this so well. And when I'm really struggling, I just imagine my roommate, Erin, and um, she even helped me set up my engage the senses moments when I had been sick or sad. Um, So many sad times. And she would set those up. And it really is so helpful, guys. So that's another thing you could do. And you can do it during your four hours of personal time. (laughs) All right. Number five, another way you can de-stress is connect with someone who gives you energy. So over the holidays, we hang out with lots of people who may or may not give us energy. And I already mentioned we probably love them. We miss them. Maybe we haven't seen them in a while. We're happy enough to catch up with them, but they don't necessarily give us energy. There are people, however, in your life who give you energy. They are encouraging. They have funny stories. They're easy to talk to. They, whatever it is, like whenever you hang out with them, you feel more energy. You always look forward to hanging out with them. They're really positive. Um, What I want you to do right now pause this podcast if you must, or just keep listening, pull out your phone. I dare you pull out your phone and just the person you thought of, pull up their name and text them. Can we connect in the next two weeks? Boom, period, done. You don't have to suggest a specific day. That's my hang up sometime. You don't have to make it fluffy. Hey, I miss you so much. I mean, you could if you want, but they know you love them. That's why what makes them so awesome. Can we connect in the next two weeks? And yeah, that can be live. Can It doesn't have to be. Higher likelihood, you're not able to be live with this person. But do a Zoom call, do a phone call, do whatever you need. Connect with someone who gives you energy. Number six, a way to reduce stress during the holidays. Have eat healthy meals. So like plan to eat healthy, guys. And I know that you're like, I'm not trying to guilt y'all. This is not shame or guilt, but I know that one thing that has really helped me over the holidays is to psychologically prepare that I alternate my splurge meals with my healthy meals. It makes me feel so much better and it really, really helps our bodies. So for example, you're gonna have Thanksgiving meal. Um, Maybe that's at noon, maybe that's in the evening. One or two of those meals on Thanksgiving day, maybe you only have two meals because you eat a lot. So at least one, 
one or two of those meals. Plan to eat something that's lighter. Maybe it's more vegetable heavy. Maybe it's not as sweet and sugary. My go-to breakfast is oatmeal that I make. doesn't have really a ton of sugar in it, just some fruit. It has good fiber in it. Um, it's filling to me. I love that it's warm. It's simple, uh, but I just really enjoy it. And so don't like plan to eat or maybe if everybody else is eating pancakes and waffles and then going to the next meal and they're eating, you know, the turkey and the stuffing and all that stuff. Um plan psychologically and maybe practically to be balancing them with lighter meals with uh, healthier meals. And that really, really helps the body digest and to the body to even enjoy the meals that where you're like, ho ho, got pumpkin pie and pecan pie. It's so exciting. Um, but balance it out. Also, if you are trying to eat gluten-free, dairy-free, um, if you're on any certain restrictions these days, plan to stick to those. Plan to have treats that you know you can enjoy. And honestly, if you have other people who want them, say no to letting them eat your food if you don't want to share. <laughs> if you prepare something that's paleo or keto or gluten-free, you do not have to share it with somebody who is not on a restricted diet. And just know that that's something you can have for your Self. I will say, I told the people I'm eating with, I'm bringing gluten free pumpkin bread because I love that stuff. I am sharing it, but I do hope I have leftovers and I might just buy enough to make a second mix. I'm also making homemade gluten free checks mix because I also love this stuff and it's totally unrelated to the holidays, but I do love checks mix and I've made it once now, this homemade gluten free stuff. It's amazing. And so I am just planning to have lots of that around that I can eat. I also have lots of dark chocolate, so the milk chocolate doesn't get me. You know, the milk chocolate has dairy, which I don't do. Um, it also has a lot more sugar, which I just try to avoid and have learned I feel so much better without. So that is another thing, just just having alternates around for you. So when other people are eating their Chex Mix, you have your gluten-free Chex Mix. Or <laughs> when they're eating their not gluten-free pumpkin something, you got your gluten-free pumpkin bread. Right, guys? Awesome. Number seven, budget. Okay, so I'm mentioning this not because I'm a budgeting expert. Um, we're not going to go through any 10 steps of how to budget, but to put it on your radar that if you're like, oh, Allison, when you said financial stress, that like really, really rang true. That is so me. Um, that might be your number one your number one thing to be like, hey, I really want to be intentional. And maybe this year you're like, oh, I've already spent all the money and it's already a mess. Plan for next year. If you have a spouse, if you have a partner who partners in your finances together, sit down with them and say, hey, let's have a plan for next year. Let's start saving in a, let's open a new savings account and start saving a specific amount for Christmas next year for gifts and for, for meals. Um, or if you're single, you know, sit yourself down, <laughs> have a little date with yourself, um, pour yourself some hot chocolate and plan for next year if if it's too late or if you feel like it's too late. It's not too late for next year or the year after. And if you want help or don't know where to start, you can always start with Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University. This is amazing help. It's very thorough, but a lot of times that is if you feel like, wow, son, I don't even know where to start. My budget's just like, oh, I'm stressed out about it all year. It's not even Christmas time. It's just, you know, I don't have an emergency fund. I don't have savings. That would be just top recommendation of maybe maybe that's going to be your big thing next year is really getting budget in tow and that can reduce so much stress and help so much with health. Number 8 
keep an eye on your sleep schedule. And I just say that because like, yes, we're going to maybe stay up and watch a movie or you might sleep in because you don't have work. But we also do want to have a consistent sleep schedule, even waking up sleeping in too late consistently, while it might be telling you that you need to catch up on sleep debt, it also can make us feel worse because then we stay up later and then we sleep in later, we stay up later and we sleep in later, circadian rhythms get thrown off. And we might not be honoring the fact that maybe you're feeling tired, not because you're not getting enough sleep, but because there's other fatigue problems going on. There might be leaky gut, maybe there's... um, nutrient deficiency, which would could also be caused by leaky gut, um, hormone imbalance, cortisol deficiency, like there's lots of different things um, that can be causing that fatigue. And so keep an eye on your sleep schedule. See, you know, what what do you learn from your sleep sleep schedule? Do you ever feel like you catch up? Do you not? What is it telling you? Number nine, have time to be creative. So get the whole family around and sing a Christmas carol. Even if none of y'all are professional singers, it is totally fun, I think. If you think it sounds fun, do it. Uh, Do a puzzle, make a snowman, buy a gingerbread man kit. Um, Look up a DIY project on Pinterest. Bonus points for it being edible. Uh, I love edible creativity projects personally. They're very rewarding. I'm not a big project craft person myself, but if it's edible, I am so much more motivated to do it. (laughs) So being creative just helps us relax, helps us change gears. So often we're in our left brain, that logic brain, just making plans and trying to work around possible catastrophes and um, making sure the kids are happy and the kids get their naps and all these different things. Our right brain is where we do relationships. It's where we connect and it's where our creativity is. And we need to practice using that side of our brain. I mean, because your brain, they pluck off neurons you don't use. And so um, really engaging in that right brain and making sure it's getting a chance to stretch its legs as much as your legs are getting a chance to stretch their legs. And number 10, number 10, number 10, get a friend to help you with your health. Because maybe you've listened to some of these and you're like, oh, some of those sound really doable, but like, I don't know about like healthy meals. That sounds really overwhelming. Or like my family really doesn't support me in my gluten-free or dairy-free or I don't know, lower sugar or whatever it is that if you're already trying something, if you want to try something and you feel that it's overwhelming, grab a partner, a support. Um, Could be a spouse, could be your neighbor, could be a family member or that person who gives you energy. Let's be real. You know that person would support you 100%, 100%. That's why they give you energy. They are just so supportive. Um, You could also reach out to a health professional. And this is something we're actually going to be talking about on next week's episode, just taking time to sit and reflect on the health steps you took in 2020 and what you want to do in 2021. I do this every year for my budget. I do this every year for my business. I do this every year for uh, my personal life, my spiritual life, my exercise life. Um, Part of the reason why I did a triathlon this year is because my husband and I sat down and in like end of December, early January, we said, what's something we want to accomplish in 2020? And we did a triathlon, even when it got technically canceled by COVID, we still did it. And I don't think I've ever, gosh, I 
done physical health for sure, like like exercise health goals at the end, the beginning of the year where I reflect on what I did, like what were some big wins? And so some of the amazing, awesome things about reflecting on the year is like realizing you did some hard stuff. You did things that were challenging to you. Maybe you exercised on Saturdays. Uh, maybe you did your first 5K. Maybe you went on walks with your child, son, daughter in a stroller. Um, whatever it was, like you did something and we need to celebrate, guys. We need to give ourselves points and credit for how we intentionally took time to be healthier, whether that was our food or exercise, maybe, you know, trying a new vitamin or whatever it is. You need bonus points. You need brownie points for that. And it helps us realize like what were some of the wins and really, really solidify what you did in 2020. And then of course we have planning for the year after in 2021 and saying, um, you know, guys, if we, if we do not plan for things, they most likely don't happen. We just go with the flow. We don't go to the countries we want to visit, you know, unless COVID happens, <laughs> but we don't, we don't buy the house we want. We don't make the certain career goals or career business goals that we have, unless we say it's a goal and figure out what we need to do to get to that goal. So I love planning personally. I love dreaming. Um, it's a very exciting phase. It helps me think of new ideas I hadn't considered before. Um, and so I'm very excited to talk with you about my goals for next year, my health goals. You might be like, oh, but you're some, I don't know, health expert. Like you don't need goals anymore. Like, yes, I do. I totally need goals. And I hit some of my goals for this year. I didn't know if I was going to hit them. Guys, I'm so excited to talk about the things that I hit this year. So it is so possible for you guys. I know everybody that I work with, they achieved so many things this year. And even though they're like, oh, but I still have this or this or this going on in my health, they're going to tackle that next year and the year after and the year after. It's going to be amazing and beautiful. So join us next week for a reflection time or planning time. Have a journal out. Be prepared for that. It's going to be a really good episode for like activating something and just like listening to my voice and listening to your own voice. And I personally find it so meditative oftentimes to listen to a podcaster as they talk through a process and just like go through it. And it really keeps me A, focused and B, inspired. If you want someone, though, to be looking on the outside in to your body and not just doing this on your own, I have a free 30-minute complimentary consultation that I would love to jump on a call and talk with you. In our complimentary consultation, we talk about your health history. We see if working together would be a good fit for you so that you can see amazing results in your health. I know that I, for many years, just floundered around in my health, trying one thing, trying another thing, not really seeing results, being frustrated. And it was so helpful for me to get more guidance. If you would love to talk with me, if you are interested, considering, at all intrigued, you can go to betterbellytherapies.com slash chat and set that up. Or you can just click the link in the show notes. It is down below. If you want just one question answer, though, I am so excited to be sharing that we are having a Ask Allison episode coming up January 14th. What is Ask Allison, you ask? It is a episode we're going to be doing quarterly or maybe a few times more quarterly if we get lots of questions where people can submit a question anonymously and we will go through them and let you know when we release the answer to your question. It's just going to be an amazing time. 
people ask me all the time some of the best questions. And when I answer them, sometimes I'm like, I wish everybody could hear this answer to this question because it's such a good question. And the answer was also going to be so helpful to other people. So if you have a question, one question, one thing answered from Allison, please go to betterbellytherapies.com slash ask Allison or click the links in the show notes. There will be a form you'd fill out with whatever you have going on, or maybe it's for somebody else. And we will We'll share our answer live on air and it will be anonymous. We'll share your name. We'll share like what state or province or country you're from, but everything else will be anonymous. I am so proud of you, mamas, daughters, sisters, and friends for being the women you are in your community. You get to take care of yourselves because remember, life is not immediate. We call immediate things usually miracles or disasters and true healing, true health, true community. It just takes time. It's a journey. And I'm so glad you have joined me on your journey today. If you love this episode, we have so much more coming down the line. Subscribe in our podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you loved this episode in particular, take a screenshot and share it with a friend. I cannot count how many times when I tell someone I'm a gut health therapist that they say, oh, I know someone who needs you. So send that friend a love note to their gut and do us a favor and pass this podcast along to them. Also, if you love this episode or have been listening to our other episodes, it would mean so much to me if you left a rating and review. Your rating and review helps other people just like you to find our podcast and find this amazing content that we're publishing every week so that you can have a better gut health and a better life. Other ways that you can stay connected in the conversation with us is by following us on Instagram and Facebook at BetterBelly.com therapies. We love connecting with our listeners and it means so much if you drop by and said hi. Ultimately, remember, I already said this today. If you are feeling distressed or distraught about your health, there is no worries. Miracles are immediate and while we want them as often as possible, true healing takes time. So it's okay, mama, daughter, friend, sister, if you are on a healing journey. Till next time.